0: I was telling Tyler about our trip and telling him how much fun we had. And I, to- I like, told him, I'm like, Don't- I- are you bored with me telling you about this? Because I know like you're way more highbrow than than this. And he w- and <laughs> Because he is. He was like, I want to watch a doc- documentary about Arthur Miller. And I'm like, I want to
1: watch Temptation Island. <laughs> I'm in court. We need to hang out as a foursome, because court's always yeah. like, what's a documentary about the ocean? And I'm like, what about this trashy show of people falling apart? <laughs>
0: So, so he, I think in an attempt to just like connect and, and, and be together, he was like, I'll watch it with you. So I'm like, okay, let's watch the first, the first season. Cause Sarah just watched it and said it was absolute garbage. So let's do it. It sounds fun. And so we watched the first <laughs> two episodes, which is why I texted you about the couple, uh, the couple that looked like monsters. <laughs>
1: like wait what did i miss an episode what is happening
0: so what the one guy looks like frankenstein (laughs) (laughs) and and, like has that like crazy crystal blue eyes but like sunken sunken circles (laughs) i i mean he looks like he looks like he has no soul and then she just like is this angular skeletor that looks like a vampire and i'm just like oh they're perfect for each other (laughs) But they clearly have so many issues.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so funny because at the end of the season, you're like, how are those two ever together? Uh, Or at least I was. Okay. Well. I can't even imagine those two together anymore. Well, I won't tell you what happens. Don't tell me. Spoiler alert.
0: Um, But we watched it. We watched two episodes back to back. And I think that was enough for him. And then the (laughs) next morning when we woke up and we're, like, getting ready for, for work... He was just like, oh, I had temptation island dreams. (laughs) I was like, let's watch more.
1: (laughs) Do you want to watch it while we get ready?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) What a good husband. Great job, Tyler.
0: he did so good. He did so good.
1: Court didn't watch any with me, but I did play the theme song for him. And I was like, wait, 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 my favorite part's coming. You're not gonna tempt me. Do you like in how they? It's like more of a game in the first one. Yeah. Well, so
0: the the episode that we the last episode that we watched, um, Mark Markiel Wal, Wahlberg, he brings out the necklaces and he's like, oh my god. "Who wants to block somebody? You can use your block now." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, dude! That block is just gonna
1: make people want them more." No spoilers, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny is we recorded last week and I was like all up in arms about Temptation Island being, I, I realized I got to the end of the on-demand ones and it was week to week and I was like, I can't make it. And until this very minute, I completely forgot that I'm in the middle of a season. Oh, I've forgotten all the drama and I probably have an episode or two waiting for me.
0: <gasps> That's exciting. See, it's it didn't it thrilling. didn't ruin your life. See. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm honestly probably better off without it but my justification for it was that like I just needed brainless TV and it was it, it was the perfect time of my life for that show. yeah I just needed to binge it.
0: So th- that's how that's going.
1: <laughs> well should we talk about friends? Yeah I'm Sarah and I'm Ashley. In high school we were best friends and now that we're old we're still best friends and we both really love the show friends. We love it so much that we thought we'd re-watch it together and tell you all about it. So join us to find out all the details that two people who weren't there can find out from the internet. Could there Could be, be better friends watching, friends watching Friends? Let's do this thing. Talk to Friends. Or talk about... Talk to Friends about
0: Friends. Talk to Friends about Friends. So, this is the one with Mrs. Bing. I have some trivia for you. You ready? Yes.
1: Oh, full disclosure... I accidentally saw one word of the answer of the first question. But ask me anyway. I just want to be honest about it because I accidentally saw it when I was trying to send it.
0: Okay. Thank you for your honesty. You're welcome. Name one of the two teams Carol played on in college.
1: Well, now I need to guess the one that's not golf because I saw golf. I wouldn't have even known that. I I
0: only knew the other one. Is it lacrosse? Uh Uh-huh. Good job. All right. Number two, which friend rushed the stage at a Wham concert?
1: Was it Ross? Oh, or Chandler?
0: It was Chandler.
1: Okay.
0: Ain't it. That's okay. I'll give it to you. Half points. (laughs) Uh, Number three, which friend once got their head stuck in a raw turkey? Oh, it's Joey. It's
1: Joey. (laughs) It's it's Joey. It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be scary. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Courtney Cox this year on Thanksgiving, she did that on Instagram.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing.
1: You haven't seen it, you got to watch it cuz she showed like the behind the scenes of how they like she used an actual real turkey and had someone she had to like put cellophane over her head and and how then she did, she did breathe? the the jiggle dance. I don't know. Ugh. Well, I don't think it covered I think it was Oh, just but that. then
0: you have turkey insides on your face.
1: Yeah, I don't think she, it seemed like she didn't enjoy it at all.
0: Number four, what does Ross refer to the middle piece
1: of The moist maker.
0: Bread in his sandwich as? I can't even tell what that's asking. Yes, it is the moist maker.
1: So I, one Thanksgiving a couple years ago, made my own moist maker. And let me tell you, it was friggin delicious.
0: Was it worth it? Yes. All right, number five. Which friend found a naked picture of Monica? Oh, I've got Monica
1: naked. Is it Joey?
0: Yeah. Okay. Very good.
1: I don't know why I have all... Like, I can't remember anything in my life, and I can remember, like,
0: (laughs) I'm shaking the picture.
1: I've got Monica
0: naked. You are a friend's hero. Oh, thanks. (laughs) This is season one, episode 11, the one with Mrs. Bing, and... It aired January fifth, nineteen ninety five. Was written by um, Alexa Jung, right? Is that how you say that?
1: Well, I, my guess was young, but I have no basis for that at all. Jung. It was <laughs> junkie. Alexa
0: <laughs> Junkie. I'm going to just say Jung. I like it. Um, and directed by James Burroughs. Oh, I'm ready to hit you with a summary too.
1: Oh, I'm ready to be hit.
0: Chandler's flamboyant romance novelist mother comes to visit, and Joey catches her kissing Ross, who continues to spiral in the wake of Rachel and Paolo's public dif- displays of affection. Meanwhile, Monica and Phoebe fight over a guy in a coma. When you read the summaries, it's just like, you realize how ridiculous these episodes are.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right, because the, <laughs> the whole coma thing, I've got a lot to say about when we get there. Anyway, but I'm curious about the ABC storylines. Was that, were there three or was there two? So
0: I I feel like if I had to force it, I felt like there were kind of only two here. So now I'm mm-hmm. questioning the ABC
1: structure. I wonder if Rachel writing the book is the third one.
0: Maybe. Well, because it's kind of tied to Chandler's mom.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But also just ross continuing to spiral over rachel if that's kind of like the ongoing thread
1: never ending
0: (laughs) i know (laughs) come on ross i mean if you broke it down like this it's monica and phoebe's issues yeah chandler's issues and ross's issues if you're looking at it from that perspective then there's definitely
1: three tracks yeah you're right you're right you got it oh that that was a summary what's your (laughs) tagline and that's I don't that's, even remember that's all there is you had, a, you had a catchphrase for a good one episode for
0: one I know I know and, you, and that's that I don't, I don't know I like that
1: that really sums it up I always say and that's a summary and that isn't what the catchphrase was but that's all I can remember I did a thing <laughs> I did a thing you're welcome i have some perky
0: facts (sighs) the first being that this is the first appearance of chandler's mom in the series nora Mm -hmm. tyler bing which is one of the best names of a character
1: what's her middle name tyler i love that she has tyler and they gave chandler muriel
0: my other one is just that in the beginning of the episode, when Monica and Phoebe flirt with the guy that ends up getting hit by an ambulance. So this whole storyline about them visiting him in the hospital and taking care of him um, in hopes that he'd fall in love with one of them. So incidentally, this episode was released three months before the movie while you were sleeping.
1: Oh,
0: which has almost the exact same storyline. So I don't know if they knew about it or if it was completely coincidental, but While You Were Sleeping also came out later in 1995, which was about a woman saving a man that fell off the tracks of the Chicago subway. And she visited him in the hospital while in a coma.
1: That's a great movie.
0: I've never seen it. You've never seen it?
1: Ashley. No. Oh, that's one we would have watched in high school. I'm surprised we didn't.
0: Is it with the guy with the bushy eyebrows, the Cater- caterpillars?
1: Yeah, with the big square head. He's like a less attractive Tom Selleck. Yeah, yeah. So a more angular Tom Selleck. With kind of a big mouth. Yes. Um, One of the Bills is plays the brother, and I get Pullman and Paxton mixed up. I think it's Pullman.
0: Pullman was in Independence Day.
1: Yeah, I think it's Bill Pullman, because Paxton was the one that was in Big Love and Twister. Yes. Right? Yeah, Bill yes. Pullman. He plays the brother. Pullman is my favorite of the oh of the Bills. Well, so him and Sandy Bullock. I mean our her friends call her Sandy. So oh, of course. Who's actually I think good friends with Jennifer Aniston, I think. Oh. They're like in the same friend group. Can I get in that circle? But it's Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman and then that other guy's in a coma. And so she like falls well, I don't want to I shouldn't tell you. Can
0: we watch it next time or not yes. on our next trip? Oh my god! Please, yes. Okay, it's so good. We'll drink a lot of wine and just be real. We'll we'll talk a lot about it, (laughs) very loudly. Okay, so back to friends. Yeah, that's what this that this is what this podcast (laughs) is about.
1: I swear. I have a couple book facts.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. So I cracked this book Mm -hmm. open today, out in the sunshine. It was like. 60s today outside which is like (gasps) warm af in washington 60 degrees it's bathing suit weather i need to get something on this body of mine because it is scaring even me (laughs) (laughs) i like glow in the dark basically (laughs) okay so the part of the book that i was reading they listed the initial character description of each character and i thought it would be fun to read they're really really short but it's just like the the pitch of each character when they first came out and they're they most of them track but there's one weird thing about phoebe that's kind of that you might like okay so chandler his description was droll dry a wry observer of everyone's life and his own works in front of a computer doing something tedious in a claustrophobic cubicle in a nondescript office building survives by way of his sense of humor and snacks and snacks that seems more like joey but okay so speaking of Joey, Joey Francis Tribbiani Jr., uh, handsome, macho, smug, lives across the hall from Monica and Rachel. I don't know why they didn't put that for Chandler, too. Yeah. Wants to be an actor, actually wants to be Al Pacino, loves women, sports, women, New York, women, and most of all, Joey. I don't know that he loves Joey above everything. I know.
0: So is this the, like, original description? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So we, we've seen, we've talked about in previous episodes, how the characters have had a lot of influence in the direction that they take their characters from mm-hmm. beyond these original descriptors. Yeah. So that's really interesting. I'm curious if you've ever read the character descriptions of the Friends on Wikipedia.
1: No, please tell me.
0: Cause I, 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 I was looking at those randomly. So this is like a weird connection because we did not talk about this at all, but I, I like dove into the friends Wikipedia page for the first time, like deeper rather than just in the episodes. Mm -hmm. So that's really funny that you chose that, that piece. Um, But I was laughing so hard at some of the descriptions of the friends so since you read Chandler and Joey, I'll, I'll, I'll just read what was on Wikipedia as of today. So I didn't know this at all, but it says, Chandler is an executive in statistical analysis and data reconfiguration for a large multinational corporation. He later quits his job and becomes a junior copywriter at an advertising agency. He's known for his sarcastic sense of humor. He's often depicted as somewhat of a hapless individual suffering a lot of bad luck while struggling through life and occasionally struggling with an on-and-off smoking addiction. However, he eventually falls deep in mutual love with Monica and proposes that to her. Um, and at the end of the series, he is a father and adopts twins. But, like, I love the, like, is a hapless individual.
1: Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> The other thing that I saw in his character description in here was that he's the only friend without any siblings, and I never (gasps) thought about that before.
0: You're right. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to read you Joseph Francis Joey Tribbiani. He's a good-natured but not-so-bright struggling actor and food lover who becomes mildly famous for his role as Dr. Drake Remore. Joey is a womanizer with many girlfriends throughout the series, often using his catchphrase pickup line, how you doing? He develops a crush on Rachel in season eight.
1: This one talks about how he understands women because he comes from such a large family and that he's uh-huh. like the only one of the friends who had a really happy, stable childhood. And so he's the one with the least growth throughout the series.
0: Okay, where are there, where do the issues come from? Rachel has like daddy issues.
1: Yeah, and, like, societal expectations and privilege and blah, blah.
0: Yeah, and, like, just needs to fit into the mold, right? Mm -hmm. Monica (laughs) is
1: just her mom. Ross is the golden child, so she's not good enough. And then Ross has issues because he was the golden child.
0: The prince. Um, Phoebe, clearly, just she she was street Phoebe growing up on the streets. Just
1: total trauma for years. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And Chandler also trauma, like just neglect, not great parenting.
0: Mom handing out condoms at like 10 years old.
1: Well, and it seems like his parents used him to like get back at each other and used him to like cover stuff up. And he yeah. was just like a pawn in their game. And he just didn't. Yeah. And now they're like, what's wrong with you? I don't get it. We're we're fine. What's wrong yeah, with you? We feel great. <laughs> we're successful. <laughs> oh that was the other thing speaking of successful chandler is the most financially successful of any of them like early on
0: that's true i mean even even ross is just like a muse in charge of a museum
1: then he's a professor
0: yeah they don't make a lot of money no (laughs) monica's a chef rachel's a waitress phoebe's a masseuse
1: well, and then even Rachel as she moves up the she moves up the corporate ladder but Chandler they were saying in here that like he took this job as a temp job out of college and he didn't like what he did or know what he did but he keeps getting promoted and so he just like stays there because he can't make decisions it's too scary like and so uh he's just like making all this money hand over fist and like for no real reason clear, apparently yeah cuz no one knows what he does which is interesting because he maybe
0: because he makes so much money like, to start out, he then is able to become an intern. Yeah. Right? And, and like, and find what he really, really wants to do.
1: hmm Well, and remember when him and Monica are getting married and he's he writes down on a paper how much money he has in savings? And she, like, jumps up and is like,
0: whoa! I hate that episode, by the way. It makes me so mad that she just wants to blow all of his money.
1: And then he's like, I think we should use it for the
0: no, you shouldn't. No. You, you should
1: put your foot down. Yeah. Speaking of Monica, they called her in here a romantic disaster area.
0: I love that description. That's fantastic.
1: So Monica E. Geller, but I don't think we ever learned what her middle name is.
0: No, in, it's not. it's not in Wikipedia either. It's just
1: E. So she's smart, cynical, defended... Which I thought was a weird character description. Defended. Defended. Not defensive. Yeah. Defended. Very attractive. Had to work for everything she has. An assistant chef for a chic uptown restaurant and a romantic disaster area. I like it. I do too. But I feel like had to work for everything she has is maybe not, not accurate. True. No. She's privileged for sure. Like she got that apartment because of her grandma. Her parents seem to have do very well financially
0: so I mean they I don't I feel like they don't give her as much as Ross but they don't Mm. let her flounder like Mm -hmm. she's clearly taken care of I'm not going to read the full description of Monica from Wikipedia but I do want to point out that someone described her as
1: she is described as the mother hen of the group that was in this book as well really yeah they said that she was initially going to be the ensemble's First among equals, leader by virtue of her hard-earned, world-weary wisdom. But then because of Courtney Cox playing her, she became more like maternal. And it says, just say somewhere, Mother Hen. That's awesome. That's
0: totally her. Mm -hmm. She like flops around, (laughs) all (laughs) stressed out, but like wants to take care of everyone.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because she was never really taken care of the way she needed to. Not to therapize it, guys, but she she's, she's compensating Yep. Yeah. yeah right is that, the,
0: is that right is that true yeah
1: oh. that's a word yeah okay Phoebe Buffet, sweet flaky new age waif Monica's former roommate this is the part that I thought was strange she sells barrettes on the street and plays guitar in the subway a good soul
0: does anyone know what a barrette is anymore that word hasn't come out of my mouth in probably 20 years a barrette like a <laughs> not a beret a barrette right
1: Right, like not a mispronunciation of beret, beret. Yeah,
0: no, that's a that's a little clippy that snaps that snaps inside of itself to right feed your hair.
1: That like is generally used for children under the age of like three.
0: Yeah,
1: they're like wispy hair that won't stay in
0: it. Yes, Yep. yep.
1: <laughs> I still somewhere have, or I did at one point, still have some of my berets from childhood. Those like plastic ones that had animals.
0: I use Ellie's sometimes. <laughs> to keep the wispies down those of us who have baby hair you know Sarah oh yeah (laughs) sure do
1: although I'm on the like five day plan of no washing now and I think my hair likes it because the days I do wash it it is like ready to go it is happy (laughs) and the grease is definitely dissipating like because I tried this plan a bunch of years ago and I could only go every other day and thank you, COVID, because I've just been like, well, f it. Like, no one on Zoom can tell it's Gracie. And I got dry shampoo, and I stopped brushing it. <laughs> so it
0: looks really good. You cannot even tell. You, it looks like <laughs> luscious and like in a bun. L- like it looks, it looks smooth, and mm-hmm. there's no flyaways. You look, you look great. Oh.
1: Oh, thanks that this, uh, headphones are really holding down the flyaways. Cause that's, I just ordered in the mail last week, a thing for frizz control. Cause I was looking, I realized when I look at people's hair I think the thing I think I like the most, is I'm like, it's smooth. <laughs> and I look at my hair and I'm like, I have a lot of frizz and I just didn't realize that that's what's bothering me so much.
0: You mean so, the barrettes don't fix it?
1: I have too much babe. Like they're just like wispies that are just I like know. everywhere and it's going well over here.
0: Wikipedia says about Phoebe that she is an odd ditzy albeit sweet-natured masseuse who grew up homeless sometimes telling her friends outlandish tales of life on the
1: streets. They say in here that early in the series she tells Rachel that she never lies which is a lie and that she in fact lies often and often lies to protect people from like tough stuff and that she's had like such a garbage life for so long but that it doesn't affect her so much because she was actually protected from a lot of it by her adopted mom like not showing her those scenes in old yeller and bambi and um but she does lie a ton
0: that's really interesting because i feel like she either lies or tells the very harsh truth
1: (laughs) yes they were saying that that's why her and joey are such good friends because they are both have not are the only ones who haven't gone to college And they both take things very, very literally. Interesting. Okay, Rachel Karen Green. Uh, She is spoiled, adorable, courageous, terrified. Monica's best (laughs) friend from high school has worked for none of what she has, (laughs) on her own for the first time, and equipped to do nothing.
0: That's a great descriptor
1: of her. That one lasted, yeah.
0: That's great. Also, this is the first episode where we actually learn that her middle name is Karen. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't even notice. But yeah Ross has a good middle name too. Ross Eustace Geller.
0: Okay I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> Ross is intelligent, emotional, romantic. Monica's brother. Suddenly divorced. Facing singlehood with phenomenal reluctance. <laughs> <laughs> a paleontologist. Not that it matters.
0: So true. That's how the rest yeah. of the friends think it too.
1: One other thing about Phoebe was they were saying that um her Rejection of science just, like, makes Ross absolutely insane.
0: Oh, it it just irritates the crap out of him. Yeah. He's so, he's so he gets so mad. But Wikipedia says about Ross that he is considered by some to be the most intelligent of the six main characters, but at the same time a clumsy, quirky man. Ross is known for being a smart know-it-all who prides himself on his rationality despite his clear, hopeless romanticism
1: oh ross i am not a fan of him in this one
0: i wrote some notes towards the end at three seconds into the episode monica and phoebe were walking across the street kind of just like talking you c- just quick background gem you can see joey's vd p- poster <gasps> On the side of the street, like on the side of one of the buildings, very oh clearly. God. I didn't even notice that. Yep. And that's from of... uh, episode nine.
1: I love that. That's such a good callback. I didn't even see it.
0: So Phoebe and Monica are checking out a hot guy at the newsstand.
1: First, I feel like Phoebe should be checking what she's wearing. Oh, man,
0: I'm so excited. I may vomit.
1: Before she checks her horoscope. like, what's even happening here? It is god-awful horrendous she's got a velvet scarf a massive hat with a feather a giant carpet bag coat and then a baggy ass sweater under that and then we see later a few scenes later she's wearing a button-up shirt that's like mid green and pale brown stripes Underneath, yeah
0: what's underneath is just as bad (laughs) as what's on top and she's got a vest
1: over it too
0: Oh, yeah. So I said that she looked homeless <laughs> or like a kid playing a homeless person.
1: She looks a little bit like weird girl, like or not weird girl, Lizzie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it made me think of the hats that they were wearing made me think of the hat store in Nevada City. of yeah. just Like like children going in and trying on fancy hats that they have no business wearing.
1: speaking of when we were talking about barrettes i didn't even remember monica's wearing a beret with a black leather jacket what is this look okay
0: (laughs) you you're gonna completely disagree with me on this i can i can already tell but i with how bad phoebe is dressed i was actually like monica looks great
1: jacket's great it's just like where why is the beret coming into the picture I don't know
0: but like I don't know in the 80s and 90s berets were a thing I wore them as a kid like and they were very hip but I was like she looks great in her black beret black leather jacket and piercing green eyes
1: I just want to rewind I'm sorry you wore berets as a kid like often very often
0: in all the winters Oh my God,
1: that's so cute.
0: I had all the colors
1: too. <laughs> like the felt ones that were just like a mushroom head that didn't actually go to the side. They just kind of like sat on your head.
0: I had the stiff ones and the floppy ones. I had every beret you could possibly imagine and matching gloves or mittens. That's really cute. I don't I don't know why I remember that so much. Like we had extensive um, winter clothing.
1: Well, it got cold.
0: Yeah, I guess. I definitely don't uh, equip my kids with as, as much winter warmth as maybe I should.
1: Well, you live in Sacramento too, so oh, how cold is it true. getting?
0: That's true. It's,
1: it doesn't snow here. I just thought that her look was a little bit like Black Panther.
0: Yeah. No, it was. It was very un Monica for sure. Right.
1: Like no hat with just the jacket would have been okay. But the hat and the jacket I was like yeah. what's going on here anyway but you're right next to Phoebe it's it's great it's yeah. a mod. it's a who are you mod. Samuel L Jackson
0: <laughs> no you are not
1: I love that Monica's like is talking about the guy and how he has the potential to break their hearts and plunge them into a pit of depression
0: <laughs> I know she just went right there
1: and then he's like I like your hat and I was like, well, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, I like, I did not like this guy at all.
1: No. Ugh. He is smarmy.
0: Red flags all over the place.
1: Yes. I wrote, I have a big problem with him. Like as soon as he liked their hats, <laughs> I was like, no, no.
0: <laughs> well, good thing because he probably gets <laughs> hit by an ambulance.
1: <laughs> not before Phoebe is like, you should whistle at him. Do it, do it, do it. And Because like, no, no, no. And but Phoebe's like whistle, and Monica goes woo woo.
0: Do you do you notice know, notice that she is like kind of trying to sound like a siren of an ambulance? Like she's like woo woo, and then it like hits him, and then the ambulance sound goes <laughs> woo woo woo
1: woo. That's interesting. I know. Who woo woos? Woo woo is not a whistle. The rest of the episode, they go, I can't believe you woo hooed, but she woo wooed. She woo woo woo. Woo woo. Like like a woo girl.
0: Monica, that's not how you get a guy.
1: And when he gets hit by the ambulance, I just wrote big bummer. <laughs> Is it I don't know. This poor coma guy who doesn't even get a name in the show. Just coma guy. I just have two facts about him. David Cederholm. There was no Wikipedia on him at all. There was only IMDB. And so far IMDB has proven to be questionable yeah lame and short with their facts but they said he's best known for the hunt for red october in 1990 the prowler in 1981 and ryan's hope in 1975 among his tv and film credits are sabrina the teenage witch married with children and fraser but the one fact i did find out from my is that he not only is in this episode but he's also an extra in the one where everyone finds out oh i didn't know he
0: was in it another friends episode that's really weird. Yeah, I'm I'm going to forget about him by then.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's ooh, he's forgettable.
0: Yeah, I also just don't I don't like his face. I don't his, like
1: I don't like his hair.
0: No. I don't like the way he's lounging at the end of the of the episode like seemingly just fine and okay. Oh, I have like, some things to say about that. Just, I'm so mad at that. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so he gets hit by an ambulance and then they roll credits where we cut to the hospital scene, but he's not in an emergency room. He is in a hospital bed in his own room. How long have they been there that he has gone through all of the triage and emergency and now has been checked into a hospital room in a coma that they are still there, this would take
1: hours. While I was waiting for you to log on, I couldn't watch the DVD. So I was looking for the deleted scenes online and I found a transcript of this episode and I was like, maybe it'll have the deleted scenes in there. So I was scanning it. And when I got to the part about him at the end when he's awake, I was like, hang on, he got hit by an ambulance so hard, he's in a coma. And there is not one scratch, one broken bone. (laughs) There is nothing. He looks great. No, Just he nightmare. does not
0: have a shattered pelvis, no, no. broken ribs, nothing. He's fine.
1: He's <laughs> fine. What on earth? But he's in a coma. Like, why? Well, how is he in a coma? Like, no head damage at all, seemingly. Except for being a dummy. But then when they're in the hospital, Monica says, like, what every woman has thought at some point about cat collars. She goes, what was I hoping would happen? He would turn around and say, oh, I love that sound. I must have you now. That is so true. To
0: any kind of advance, like verbal advance from a stranger.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not gonna work. <laughs> like when you're driving by in your car and you yell out the car when I'm walking down the street, like what is it that you're hoping will happen? What reaction are you hoping to get? Yeah.
0: Because um, for me, it's just plain embarrassment
1: <laughs> for both of our sakes. For everyone. <laughs> Oh yeah. And this is when we can see under Phoebe's absolute travesty of an outfit. This is when we can see her awful striped shirt. Oh my God. What is actually going on?
0: I was like, okay, now that we see under it, it is weird. Mm -hmm. Like it is a circus ringleader shirt under one of Chandler's giant knit sweater vests. I would never (laughs) ever in a thousand million years go to a store And pick this up off the off the rack and be like, "I'm buying this (laughs) to wear on my body."
1: (laughs) Almost like what a Baskin Robbins employee would wear if they were wearing like a chip shirt that day.
0: (laughs) This is our signature flavor shirt.
1: (laughs) And then they start talking about like what they think he's like, what this guy is like. And I was just curious (gasps) if I said to you like, "There's and you were single," and I was like, "Okay." There's a guy who's a lawyer, he teaches sculpting on the side, he can dance, and when you're talking to him, he doesn't picture you naked. He actually (laughs) listens to the words. Would you be like, super hot to trot? Is that what people say? Uh,
0: That is what, that is, I don't think so. (laughs) No, okay. (laughs) Well, so, funny, funny enough. Funnily. Funnily, is that... Funny enough, I feel like one of my favorite games that I play in my own head is making up stories about people that I see in public. And sometimes I will tell them to people if they know that I do this. But, but like it, no. So it's like, it's like the guys, the young guys in Seattle's with the tiny female dogs. Yeah. you're It's right. like, you have to tell a story about yourself, about them to make sense of it for yourself
1: Mm-hmm.
0: even if the story is so like terribly way off, yeah. it's just like, it, it's a, it's a way to ground yourself and be like, oh, that's why that's happening. Also, it's kind of fun. Tyler and I used to tell stories like we, when we, when we went on dates before COVID and we didn't go on dates, but when we went, would go out on dates, one of our favorite games would be to look at other dates and couples and try and figure out their whole dynamic and we would just tell a story like, oh, look at that one. They're doing this and they're having a fight right now because of this thing. And then we'd have like invent a whole backstory
1: about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys are so meant for each other. <laughs> you know what's funny is that after I did all this online dating, now when I when we would go out, I'd be like, Court, I think those people are on the first date. you could tell. And I would be, and I'd be like very aware of them. And I was maybe, I guess that was my version of making up a story. Cause I was like, oh my God, she's so not into it. <laughs> I'd like put myself in her shoes. Well,
0: cause you can read the body language yes. too. Like, and oh, yeah. that that was, that would be so fun when you'd be like, oh my God, that's, that's an early date.
1: And it's not going well. <laughs> no. Nope.
0: Or that guy, that guy's trying way too hard.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's looking for an out. Any way to get out of this. <laughs> yeah the girl that looks unhappy too is that yeah yeah
0: um but Hmm. i I, so i kind of like i get that they're that they're making up this story about this guy but i'm like how do they know that he doesn't have anybody how do they know that he's like why isn't anyone calling his family where are the hospital workers like right where is anybody where are the machines that should be like (laughs) like attached to this person if he truly is in a coma he just looks like he's just has a like blood pressure cuff on or something (laughs) or an iv i feel like there should be more happening for this guy
1: we're going on with nana when she died than this guy (laughs) yeah what's happening you're totally right where is the hospital people but also at some point later i was like they go, "Oh, he does." Oh no, it's the next scene. Monica's like, "He doesn't have anyone." "How do you know that?" "How do you know?" "Who let you in his room also? Like you're not family."
0: <laughs> right? "Where's the security in this place?" <laughs> they're <I> changing just... <laughs> his clothes. They're doing his hair. I don't trust this hospital.
1: "No, I just had to go to the hospital on Tuesday and I have to go again tomorrow to visit a client and uh" i am not allowed to have anything in like i am stopped at several checkpoints to get in there i mean it's COVID, but still like i can't just walk past the lobby they're like where are you going yeah who (laughs) are you seeing who are you and why do you have that plant (laughs) no guitar (laughs) is allowed in here no not just that plant that tree i'm sorry no acoustic music is allowed in patient rooms (laughs) But when they go say we like jump to Monica's apartment and Chandler says are there no conscious men in the city for you two? I love that. That's so funny.
0: Good job Chandler. And then Monica's
1: like oh he doesn't have anyone.
0: You're creepy. You are being creepy (laughs) Monica and Phoebe. But then Chandler's mom is going to be on Leno. Yeah and they are dishing out the popcorn and ice cream and it's always Hagen does. Have you noticed that?
1: a little bit oh yeah at 355 it looks like they used whiteout to blo- to like cross out the label of the haagen bottle but then it didn't work it's just like <laughs> gloopy white oh, like see-through white over the name and it clearly says Hagen still
0: but yeah that's the same brand from episode one when Monica is crying about Alan
1: God, <laughs> oh, remember Alan oh uh, yeah <laughs> Isn't being on Leno a pretty big deal, though? Yeah, that's kind of big time.
0: Uh, totally. Especially during the nineties, he was like he was like the big thing with Letterman.
1: Yeah, there weren't like seven late night hosts. There were no, two, there were two. two.
0: There was just them, and that was like you were either in one camp or the other. I do love that her the title of her book is Euphoria Unbound. I feel like that's just the best name for a romance novel ever. Yes. (laughs) Like it's so it's so over the top.
1: And of course Rachel loves her books. Like
0: I I I put that too. I said it's so (laughs) fitting that Rachel loves her books. (laughs) She can't get on a plane without one. So I had a when just from that line, I started thinking about that and just like the age that we live in now with Kindles and tablets. I'm like I, do people read romance novels in public? I've never seen anyone read one in public. I feel like I would be very self-conscious reading a trashy romance novel on a plane that cl- in that close quarters when people could read what you're reading. Stigmas about either reading about sex or watching sex <laughs> aside, just romance novelists are not, they're not known for their quality of writing. So also just like, what does that say about you, about like the ty- like the high, higher lowbrow reading that you do? <laughs> I'm just like, I wouldn't advertise that. I don't know why.
1: No, when I read Fifty Shades of Grey, the, the series, I read all God. three of them because I was like, like, Robin had read them and was like, oh my God, we went to her bachelorette yep. and, and she was like, you guys have to read this. And so then I got went home and was like, okay, but I got it on my Kindle because I don't want anyone to see it. And I'd never read anything like that before. Uh-huh. And I was just so like, I was just so blown away of like, what is going on? Like, this is interest. I, I don't know. Like, it wasn't turned on, but I was like, this is interesting. They're, they're having sex. <laughs> and then of course, that series gets like totally insane. It's so ridiculous. And I I read them all, but I made sure that they were digital because I was like, I can't go anywhere with this book. People will know what's going on. Yeah. I was like, people are going to judge me. So
0: just before we dive into the show, I did a little bit of a dive on (sighs) for the history of romance novels.
1: God, please tell me everything. I was
0: really curious about like when the genre started and how far back it went. And it actually was way more recent than I thought it was. Okay. Like I thought it went back way way farther, but it actually so early romance novels in the 18th and 19th century mostly featured heterosexual white female protagonists defying social conventions or overcoming personal struggles in like pursuit of their own happiness. That was the whole that was the whole thing about it.
1: Just Jane um, Austen basically.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. It was like like, women aspiring to, like, break free of their family constraints and, like, find yeah. their happiness. Usually, not just, like,
1: be a wife and a mother.
0: Yeah, but it was usually, like, in pursuit of, like, a higher level of society or, like, like, money. It was very much rooted in the desires of the audience at the time. So it was all that social status stuff. So in the 20th century was that's when um, the idea of, like, gothic romance novels, are, are ro- like, rose up. So it was that blend of, of like, horror and romance.
1: Is that, like, um, what's the one with Heathcliff and what's-her-face with all the creepy moors? It's actually in Friends. What's that sh- book? Um, oh, my gosh. Uh, Wuthering,
0: was it Wuthering? Not Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. It's Okay. Man, I remember my 12th grade lit.
1: Well, who wrote it? Do you remember who wrote it? Bronte? Yeah, look at you. Oh,
0: that that English lit is doing something.
1: You know which Bronte? (laughs) Emily? Yes, Ashley. (laughs) Good job.
0: (laughs) I swear I have no notes on that. That's amazing. (laughs) However... In the 50s and 60s are when, the, like, the heroines of the, of the novels started to branch out from, like, the typical role of, like, housewife or mother or, like, the stereotypical female role. Um, and lo- that's this is when it gets really sexy. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and so, like, locations and desires become more exotic. So it's, like, different settings outside of, like, the normal household life. Then, in the next decade in set 1972, that's when the content got to be like explicit. And it was just like, okay, well, we're just gonna lay everything out there and just talk about all of the parts. And that's when the cover art that was actually started by like the Harlequin, the Harlequin Publishing house as like those, you know those covers of like the yeah the busty busty like corset corsets and the like like sunset lovers leaning over each
1: other lots of like billowing gauzy fabric yeah yeah and like like
0: shirt strings undone
1: (laughs) shirtless men in white pants yes long flowing hair yeah on both sides (laughs)
0: So yeah, that's, so the 80s and 90s was really when the, like, what we know now is the stereotypical, like, romance novels actually emerged. So it made me think that during this time, in, like, 95, it was still relatively, like, a new fad. Yeah. So that, that kind of made a lot of sense with, like, Rachel, like, really diving into it, because I feel like as, like, a little socialite she mm-hmm. would be one to, to kind of jump on this.
1: Well, Anne is someone who was, like, repressed. Like, she couldn't live yeah. the life she wanted, so she had to read those. Yeah. Because later, she has that book about the vicar under her pillow. Remember that? Yes. yes. Like, sexy book.
0: <laughs> that, that Joey finds and reads.
1: And yeah. she's like, how do you know that word?
0: <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. So, that's, that's all I have about the Wow. Romance novels. But it was fascinating.
1: I had no idea that it was 80s and 90s. I thought for sure it had been around for much longer.
0: Yeah, me too. That tells how repressed our society has been this oh last century. And probably about my own issues about reading these in public.
1: That's fascinating. I learned so much here.
0: But then Paula walks in.
1: Yeah, Rigatoni. <laughs>
0: That's what it's, Ross calls him
1: Rigatoni. And of course, Paolo's like, ah, Nora. Nora Bing. <laughs> he knows her too.
0: Oh my gosh. Even even Pollen, Paolo knows Nora. She's that famous.
1: One thing that I should just say from a follow-up from a different episode is before we met Paolo, like the episode before we met Paolo, I think we were both calling him Pablo. And so oh. just a little fix-it corner It's not Pablo.
0: (laughs) It's not Pablo. It's Paolo. He's forgettable. I mean, in the the grand scheme of things. Like Nora says, he's not the hero. Can I just do a quick little fashion judgy moment? Oh, man, I'm so excited. I may vomit. On TV, on The Tonight Show, Nora Bing, who is played by Morgan Fairchild, is wearing... Essentially what I saw as the same clothes that the Von Trapp family wears <laughs> in The Sound of Music, made out of curtains. But bustier. But bustier, yeah. And very, very fitted and, and tailored.
1: It's like The Sound of Music was brought into the 90s. It's uh-huh. Shortened and fitted and awful.
0: Yeah. But s- same pattern.
1: I mean, same, yeah, or right. same
0: same like material.
1: Yeah. Not good.
0: It's real busy.
1: Well, do you know why that they she was on Leno and not Letterman? is no, because Lena, no. Leno was on NBC.
0: ABC. Ah, that makes sense. He was on, A, like Letterman was on ABC, huh? Or CBS. CBS, yeah.
1: Uh, do you have any facts about Morgan Fairchild? I do. Yeah, I didn't go as extensively into the show she's been on because she's been on everything. Like her and Hank's yeah. area, like they've just been on everything. So I pulled some things that I didn't know that were kind of interesting and it's more from like her pre being in everything stuff so did you know that her given name is not morgan fairchild
0: no but i'm not surprised because i feel i feel like morgan fairchild is a name like <laughs> like lady lady fairchild or whatever from mr rogers i feel like it's a made-up name it,
1: it isn't made up name.
0: <laughs> that makes sense do you have any kind of guess of what her given name is no, but I feel like, no, just tell me. Just tell me. It's Patsy
1: Ann McClenney. <laughs> what? Not even close at all. <laughs> Patsy Ann McClenney. Oh my goodness. She was born in Texas, I think in Dallas. But her first acting job was as a double for Faye Dunaway, which is like a pretty good get. Yeah. During the filming of Bonnie and Clyde in 1967 and she was particularly used in scenes when Bonnie is supposed to be driving a car because Faye Dunaway could not drive a stick shift and Morgan Fairchild could Oh my so, gosh.
0: Wait, how broke- old is she? Because so I did read that she was wor- she was like a little worried that she was going to be per- like perceived as too young
1: to be Chandler's mother. She was born in 1950. So she's 71 oh. now. So she would have been in her 50s, and Chandler would have been in her okay. 20s, right? That's, or no, that... the 90s were 30 years ago. She would have been 41.
0: The 90s were 10 years ago. So.
1: I know, right? <laughs> that's what I always think.
0: <laughs> I still think that. I know, I do too.
1: But yeah, so she would have been, if it was in 95, she would have been like 50, I can't do math, 45? 45? that 25 years ago ish okay so sh-
0: that's totally doable Sixty-five, right 70. like 20 yeah, 46 o- so like yeah. a little bit t- 20 20 years older than than him so yeah
1: she and I thought she looked she looked old enough to be a mom yeah in the show I thought so too. For sure. um but like everyone looked old then <laughs> like all the friends look too old yeah
0: they are too old <laughs>
1: So she got her first credited on-screen role as the as uh, Jennifer Pace in the daytime soap opera *Search for Tomorrow* from 1973 to 77. And throughout her career, she's been on like a bunch of different soaps, like on on all networks. Yeah. Um, In 1984, along with Joan Collins, she co-hosted an ABC TV special called *Blondes Versus Brunettes*, and it was a one-hour variety show that gently poked fun at popular culture's blonde versus brunette rivalry. That's hilarious. So random. So in addition to being an actress, she has long been involved in the Screen Actors Guild. And she has been on the board of the guild and served on several diverse committees for years. And she's an advocate against AIDS and for environmentalism. And then this random thing that had no follow-ups at all she claimed she was twice kidnapped in the early 70s. So there's no other information. <laughs> and, it just and stopped. That's that. And that's and that's a summary. <laughs> <laughs> it just stopped and I didn't do any more research, but I was what? like that was the end of her bio. She, she claims she was kidnapped. She claims.
0: Tell me twice.
1: more. Nice. <laughs> Not just once. Weird. By whom? would you get free like are you okay (laughs) yeah I have so many questions yeah (laughs) Morgan if you're out there please please let us know
0: yeah so Leno asks her if she like to tell her to tell a story about her being arrested and I'm so confused also so many questions I'm so confused about like the route like where the conversation goes
1: and angry she doesn't answer the question
0: <laughs> because she talks about when she gets like what does she i don't remember what she says like she when says, she feels like when she gets frisky or like
1: after she's intimate with a man
0: yes <laughs> she gets a craving for kung pao chicken and then she just like leaves it at that and he just is like oh okay
1: the exact same thing i was like Oh, he asked her about getting arrested. She said she gets this craving after sex, and then they just move on. Like, where, where's the arrested story? Like, what? What? Also, what
0: does that mean? Like, I, in context, I I do love how Chandler just shouts at the TV, like <laughs> yells, like that's too much information. <laughs> but I just I don't. I, again. Please tell me more.
1: My only, I was like, did she steal the chicken? Like, what's the crime? I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> Bad interviewing Leno.
0: Yeah, seriously. Now I'm in the Letterman camp.
1: Cancelled. You heard it here first. <laughs> Leno, who's been off the air for years. You are dumb. <laughs> going with the other guy who's also off the air. Yeah. <laughs> Team oh. Conan all the way.
0: <laughs> I'm a Colt Bear junkie. <laughs>
1: Did you hear him on Smartless? by the way?
0: Yes. Oh my God. I love him so much.
1: <laughs> I played him for court. He was laying in bed and I was like, you have to hear about these like pooping their pants stories. You'll love it. Oh my God. I, I forgot. Like, I was like, is it real? Is it real? Did that really
0: happen? And they were thinking how they kept calling Conan a liar. Like, they were just like, I believe, I believe Stephen Colbert because Conan's just a plain liar.
1: Did you hear Conan's episode before? No, I didn't. Conan tells a story about Colbert pooping when they're skiing. But I loved the other stories that all appeared to be very real about pooping your pants. (laughs) And then Court and I were like, you ever accidentally pooped your pants? (laughs) That's for another podcast. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back in the hospital. (laughs) I love Monica's reading in the paper and she goes, teams played sports. So
0: I wrote that too, and I was like, "This is something that Sarah would say last year, not oh. now, because now she's a sports connoisseur."
1: I wrote this sounds like something I would say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, I know you so well. You do. <laughs> um, I do. I I do want to just point out real quick that the song playing right now, it, um, my guy, is a Motown. Um, song by Mary Wells, and it's through, it's through this whole montage of the scene. But I found a really good fact. Mary Wells was the last song to be signed on the Motown label in 19, in the early 1960s. But she, this song was the inspiration for her good friend Smokey Robinson to write the song My Girl for The Temptations oh so she came first and he wrote it in response to be like the companion song
1: guys the women always come first I
0: know women always do it first always so I I, but I thought that was like really sweet I had no idea that those two songs were like connected in any way
1: no and as soon as you said my guy I was like oh my god what song is it and my girl just kept playing in my head and I couldn't pick I couldn't even picture what my guy was because I just know my girl great fact
0: thanks so yeah they're they're doing a montage of all the things they're knitting they're bringing in plants and trees
1: the sweater she knits for him is like that's an intense sweater
0: it's a full-blown like jc purchase sweater <laughs> how I, long uh... has it been <laughs> <laughs> that's the question on all of our minds in every episode <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been did you note the like like intricate pattern on that on that sweater
1: oh yeah there's like cable knit or whatever it's like a fisherman's sweater it's like something ross would wear right you know what i mean with the like chunky knit (laughs) no like a like a um like one of those catalogs where the guy's on the beach just like enjoying his day (laughs) and wearing the sweater
0: (laughs) yes you know those catalogs (laughs) I, i i love that you called it like you specifically pointed out fishermen wear this kind of sweater.
1: Actually, I bet you if you look up, I think it's a thing, fisherman sweater. Oh, J Crew Factory Men. <laughs>
0: That's one. <laughs> fisherman sweater shawl neck. Aaron Sweater Market. Oh no, you're right. Because <laughs> this is a fisherman sweater right there.
1: Oh, yeah. Court, I think, has one of those. But it doesn't have any of the ribbing. It just is flat. But he has that yeah. kind of neck on his sweater. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. yeah. The button neck. That's really for yeah. girls.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> I told you it's a thing. <laughs> I know fashion. No, it is a thing. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh, moving on. Montage. Moving on. And they bring in the plant, and etc. But... They talk about like what his name might be and they're like what about glenn and they're like no glenn isn't special enough (laughs) agamemnon (laughs) too special (laughs) ross we go to this restaurant and he's super (laughs) oh (laughs) man we we go
0: to the mexican village and we go hard um there is a full bottle of tequila on the table folks (laughs) I've never been to a restaurant where they just
1: plunked down a full fifth of anything. I I didn't even think about that. It's just like, how many shot glasses do you want? Just have all of this. Go ahead. We know, Nora.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I was like, well, and this is like the Mexican village. It's like takeout, (laughs) delivery. This is not like a, I don't know, high quality, like
1: bottle service restaurant.
0: (laughs) Yeah, bottle service. So that was really, I, w- I was just like, oh, how do they get that treatment? They just plop a bottle of vodka or a v- bottle of tequila on the table.
1: Chips did look really, made me really hungry, actually, though. Oh, I love a Mexican restaurant. That's the only places you and I went out to eat was Mexican <laughs> food when you visited
0: all I want when I go to Mexican restaurants, all I want to do is eat the like buffet of chips and salsas and guacamoles. I want all the different kinds of salsas.
1: I want this, I want the chips and salsa and guac immediately. I want the margarita. Yeah. And then like the food is secondary.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll order a taco just so I can order something. But I really just want to stuff my face full of chips and salsa.
1: I love going to Mexican food because you immediately have a snack. You yes. can go there, hangry, and you have a snack while you're getting your. food.
0: Yeah, and then you get your drinks. Yeah. And then you're so happy. You're so <laughs> happy.
1: Oh, I want to go back to that place. What was the one with the super strong margaritas in Sacramento? We went oh, to. Oh. Trace Hermanas. That's the ones where Carrie would pour
0: her, like, top us top top us off, and we didn't know. Yeah. Those and then were the- we were just like, man, why are we so hammered? <laughs> was that? was that when we had the the tough valentine's day <laughs> yeah can't... oh that's when we when we watched david Atten- attenborough's like carnivores dvd yes. in the morning <laughs> all hung over and we we're just like why are we watching this
1: well because we thought it was life of birds and we put the wrong one in and we were <laughs> yeah. so hung over it took so much effort to put one dvd in and i don't think we had a remote and we had to get up to stop it oh and that was after you puked in the bathroom and I heard you puking. And so I puked in the sink <laughs> in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> oh, that was before children.
1: I had we to do touch. everything together. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Tyler was a champ. He brought us, he let me stay for Valentine's day and brought us dinner. He brought
0: us Thai food. I will never forget that. And it was so <sighs> freaking good. That was the best day think i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> ross isn't Ugh. a shot guy but he sees paulo and believes that he can change
1: <laughs> what is going on with paulo and rachel's hand it is disgusting
0: um paulo is disgusting can i yes. just tell you at first like the very first episode i was like he's not bad he's fine <sighs> He's like, okay, I guess I see the appeal. By now, he's just, like, greasy, his yeah. hair is gross, his shirt is gross. It's bad. The guy needs a haircut and just, like, an attitude
1: adjustment. You don't need to speak English to understand that. <laughs> no,
0: I just don't like him. I don't like him no. one bit.
1: I mean, okay, if, if, like, even in the my feeling my sexiest, which is, like, You know, not that sexy, but but like, if if I fed someone a chip and he started licking up my hand, I don't think I would like that.
0: (laughs) I know you wouldn't like it. You'd just be like, what are you doing? No, thank you. I think you'd make a scene. Oh, I probably would. Yeah. And rightly so. I would back you up. I'd be like, yeah, why are you doing that to my friend? (laughs) yes (laughs)
1: yes <laughs> that's disgusting it's so gross oh. and he's not just licking her hand he's like starting to go up her wrist into her forearm and like you also have oh. chip in your mouth like so you're just like <laughs> licking chip under her arm just enjoy the chip and move on <laughs> i hated it it's disgusting oh he does need God. an attitude adjustment. <laughs> maybe i do too
0: <laughs> no you don't you're perfectly you're perfectly well in your right for all of these things So it looks like Ross has had about four shots based on what's (laughs) in front of him. And I feel like he's acting way drunker than what he should be, unless he's a complete lightweight.
1: He might be. Yeah. He says he's not a shot guy and then does shots. So four shots, I mean...
0: I will say this is is the first time in the series that we see Ross drunk.
1: Ross drunk is so good.
0: I know. And... It's not the last time that we see him wasted on tequila. Yeah.
1: I'm fine. I'm fine.
0: (laughs) Who wants fajitas? (laughs) Also Mexican food. I love that episode.
1: Oh, so much. Oh, God. Except for Rachel and Joe, you're so
0: disgusted. Yeah, they're not. There's no chemistry. So then Ross comes out of the women's bathroom. (laughs) On accident, while Nora's is Nora's is on the payphone, and he's so drunk. I love this—the little touches that Swimmer does. Swimmer does. He like, he like is just touching things on the wall. And did you notice that? Yeah.
1: It, it's so subtle. He does it later in the hallway when she's coming out of Chandler's apartment, and he just like turns to the wall and is just like picking at it. Yeah.
0: But this so like he, this is just like his little like. I don't know, a little ticky thing that he does. He's just like, oh. Oh, oh this just, is here. Huh. Just touching it.
1: <laughs> and, and she's at the payphone, and her outfit looks like it has post-its <sighs> stuck on it. What's happening? Her hair's out of control also.
0: Yeah, I, I do think that it's really sweet the way that she starts off the conversation. Let me just clarify. Starts Same. off. <laughs> Because she's very much talking about, like, her books and how, like, Paolo's a secondary character that is, like, Mm -hmm. always killed off. He's not the hero. Ross is the hero. And then she just, like, goes way too far too fast.
1: I said the same thing. She said something really nice. And she's right. Like, everything she's saying is right. And I was like, oh, this is really therapeutic. Like, I really (laughs) approve. And then, ew, she tells him he's sexy. You don't say
0: that about your son's friends. Like No. Who, who are you, lady? And like and then she clearly just like lays one on him so hard. Like there's no there's no like consideration or anything. She's just she just goes in for it and there's n- no chemistry between them, which is like no. really gross.
1: It's really gross. And she goes from calling him slugger To making out with him in the course of
0: not long enough (laughs) to get there. Not long enough, yeah.
1: Ross says to her, like, oh, you're good. Because she picks up on the fact that he loves Rachel. And I was like, Ross, everybody picks up on that. You are the least subtle person on the planet. Rachel knows that. (laughs) Everybody
0: knows. Allo knows. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, seriously. That's why he's licking her forearm.
1: Oh, God. But also uh, Nora mentions that she's sold a hundred million copies of her books. And at first I was like, uh, let's fact check that figure. Cause that seems like a lot of books, but also it was the nineties and there weren't digital books. They were just True. regular books. True. And yeah. so I just did a tiny dive of like the top, I thought of like three, like big selling authors just to see what have they sold. And so I looked up Stephen King, he's sold 350 million and she said she's sold 100 million. So, kind of tracks, I guess. I mean,
0: but I, f- okay. Is she that big of a deal? I feel like Stephen King is a pretty
1: big deal. Right. But I think she was on Leno. So, we're supposed to think that she's she, a big she deal. She is a big deal. Okay. So, by comparison, Agatha Christie has sold 2 billion with a B for boy books.
0: I don't know what that number means, also. Billions have no value to me.
1: It's so outside the realm of anything that will happen in my life ever.
0: I don't know what a billion a of anything looks like. <laughs> I
1: know. <laughs> it's. I think it's a lot. If it's so much you can't picture it, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, right. Danielle Steele, who's like a romance thoughtless, she has sold $650 million.
0: Okay. And she always has a new paperback out on yeah. the shelf. So
1: So I thought it, I, at first I was like, that's so many. And then I was like,
0: it's not that
1: many. Okay. I mean, maybe it does track. So
0: no, I think that that seems. If she's a well-known writer enough to be like on Leno, then that's probably that probably tracks.
1: She's probably been writing them for like ten plus years, yeah. I imagine, and so
0: yeah, yeah. So when Nora is kissing Ross, and clearly taking advantage of him, of him, by the way, because he is drunk and she knows it, she points it out. So not cool yeah <laughs> joey walks in and then it's just like oh i'm gonna go pee in the street
1: <laughs> oh joey oh so good so go going to go to joey's apartment and he's like so upset about ross breaking the code and i just love joey's morals like he's like sure a sister yeah you can kiss a sister but not a mom that never a mom but later chandler kisses joey's sister and Joey is not fine with that. Not okay. And also, Ross Chandler kisses Ross's sister, and he is not cool. Oh, yeah. Really mad. Yeah. So, yeah. So, code not tracking. But to be fair, Joey doesn't kiss anyone's sister or mom. So, I guess he is following his own code.
0: Okay. But he specifically says sisters are okay. So,
1: yeah. Mm, yeah. no, no. And he, he says Chandler's getting punished for like 10 years for that.
0: Yeah. So,
1: anyway.
0: No. When Paolo comes out of the apartment with Rachel, this is when I feel like he's at his grossest. Hello? I don't know what it is about him, but all of his attractiveness or like remote pieces of his, him being attractive have dissipated. It's gone. Like, especially, okay, so this is so weird, but like, I noticed, like, he kind of looks like a creepy clown. (laughs) Like, specifically, like, his lips, his lips look so creepy to me. I was just like, you have creeper lips. You need to just get out of here. Leave, leave. I don't want to see your face anymore. (laughs) I couldn't handle it. Like, I was just like, don't kiss her don't do anything just get out
1: <laughs> she is like all about she has a really cute robe i liked her robe she does she looks really cute she looks cute he looks gross he looks gross oh and she's all about it and ross is wearing a coat that is way 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 too long what is happening it's like down to his knees it's like <laughs> part of his suit it's Ugh. awful
0: Nothing about this whole thing is sexy. Nothing.
1: But we do learn that Joey's mom is named Gloria.
0: Yes. And he is very defensive of her.
1: She knew was a handsome woman in her time. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another question I have about what time of day is it? Because everyone's wearing robes except Ross and Paolo. And they go in Monica's apartment, Ross and Joey. And Ross immediately goes to the fridge and pulls out a Snapple. And Monica comes out in her robe. And I was like what time of day is it and why know. are you drinking a Snapple at this time of day this morning time rope time <laughs> what time is it <laughs> it appears to be like super early in the morning because
0: maybe they needed, maybe Chinese. they needed a little quick caffeine boost with Snapple iced tea <laughs> gross
1: <laughs> I don't know this is just so whiny Oh he's so whiny. I know.
0: Well at at twelve eleven we jump back to the hospital and the girls are starting to compete with each other over coma guy.
1: They're changing his pajamas like creepy, creepy ladies.
0: Uh, again, where is the security in this hospital? <laughs> Who is monitoring this poor comatose man?
1: Where is anyone but knows him?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, seriously. Like these Who is letting these strange women into his room? You not even
1: have like an employer who's worried about him, like anybody.
0: (laughs) I said, why does the hospital staff give these two crazies free access to this guy?
1: The Women who caused his accident, too. They're not even like, oh, we kind of knew him. Like, we're so worried. They're like, oh, we woo-wooed him and caused him to get hit. Can we come in? We go back to the boys' apartment. Yeah. And Ross is telling Chandler the whole truth. Whole truth. <laughs> How it <gets> his mom.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Joey's face as he's like violently just slapping peanut butter on the bread. <laughs> he's just like, he does not approve.
1: No. Him and Phoebe, that's another reason they're such good friends. Cause they're moral, like they're a moral compass. If you like break the, you know, the rule, you're done for yeah yeah he he is
0: not having it he is just fuming oh my god but when when ross finally admits when he's just like nora mrs mom you're, big, you're, you're being was being just being so nice
1: <laughs> i had
0: to rewind it a couple different times to like really catch it i was just like this is so good
1: oh he's so funny i love david schwimmer so much I know. When Chandler is like in shock for Paulo kissing his mom, right behind him you can see these boxing gloves like very visibly. I'm just curious like whose belongings are these boxing gloves? Like who's using them? Why are they there? I also <laughs>
0: said now there are giant Everlast boxing gloves by the bathroom. Who the hell boxes in this show?
1: <laughs> said. Their apartment is so sad. It is such a boy apartment. It is. It's such a twenty-something guy. Is just like it looks sadder than when we first started.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's <I>, bad right now. <laughs> <right. laughs> but I think it's so appropriate.
1: Oh yeah, it's accurate.
0: That's why they have to go and get food from Monica's.
1: <laughs> it, a tiny bit reminds me of the one time I visited Tyler and Thomas in Santa Barbara. And I was like, I have to get out of
0: there. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but we stayed with them for and partied with them for a, a couple nights. There was definitely a block of cheese that never made it to the refrigerator. <laughs> All right. Well, Chandler, hearing the truth, is mad. And Joey knows. And he is also very mad. And lets Ross know it.
1: And Chandler's like, you knew? And Joey goes, knowledge is a tricky thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love, though, that Joey, like, also slams the door and,
1: like, storms out. But then behind, there's, like, a weird pantry shelf built into the wall next to the fridge. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. That doesn't stay there, because later they have a solid wall there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I
0: think so. I think so. It's a temporary thing. It also wasn't there at the beginning of the series. Oh. Yeah, it's it, that's a new thing that I don't know. How, we'll see how long
1: it stays. That's a pretty nice landlord who's like willing to put built-in shelves into your wall and then build over them, like just kind of, yeah, and up. then re- remove them.
0: <laughs> we also have not seen the uh, the Etch a Sketch or whatever the the on the on the door, the doodle, the Magna Doodle.
1: I was wondering if it's coming soon because they give the Coma guy Etch a Sketch yeah and so i was like oh my god that's the first time i've heard etch sketch is it coming is that where it comes from hmm we'll see he take it with him out of spite
0: <laughs> i hope so he deserves nothing uh, speaking of we go back to the hospital coffee shop oh sorry coffee shop. <laughs> coffee shop you're
1: right rachel's writing a romance novel at work what a great waitress
0: <laughs> a woman undone by Rachel Karen Green.
1: You'll have to use your middle name when you're writing a romance novel. You have to.
0: Yeah, of course. I also said, isn't she supposed to be working?
1: <laughs> and Joey is like trying to convince Ross that his mom is hot. And I was like, <laughs> it's kind of strange. <laughs> While
0: she's married and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, just pretend she's not pregnant. Yeah. I do love Phoebe's song about coma Guy. How oh she God. only sings like one line and then runs off after Monica to compete with her for Coma Guy.
1: So I wrote down the first two lines because it was so funny. She says, you don't have to be awake to be my man. As long as you have brainwaves, I'll be there to hold your hand.
0: (laughs) So funny. Well done. And then Chandler comes in and he is still mad.
1: Yeah. So I wrote, Chandler has a point because he says, I expect this from my mom. I don't expect this from you. And I, I think that's a fair point. But like Ross also has a point in that like Chandler, you need to say this stuff to your mom. Like you've never yeah. told her this stuff. So great point, guys. You're both very insightful. <laughs> well done, therapisting. Thank you. I also really love the phrase tonsil tennis.
0: <laughs> it has such a like gross visual to me. I
1: know. But like it's so much better than tonsil hockey. Tonsil tennis. Is so I've never
0: funny. heard of tonsil hockey.
1: You haven't? No. Oh, that's like a that's like a eufem- euphemism for making out tonsil Dude, hockey. how
0: long are people's tongues? That's gross. I don't know. <laughs> I
1: think they're actually touching their tonsils, actually. It how long out. are people's tongues? <laughs> It's not like a snake or a dog or like a giraffe
0: <laughs> oh god it's i don't know it may, you know what i'm not even thinking about hockey you know what i'm thinking of right now i'm thinking what? i'm thinking of like um pool
1: just stabbing the tonsil with your tongue yes i
0: don't like it oh no because well, what else are you like Where? what's what's the ball I'm sorry. Am I going? I don't even want to say it. I was I was going to say, am I going too deep?
1: Oh, no. <laughs> this is gold. This I'm is so comedy sorry. gold. No, oh, this is really amazing. I can't believe you never heard that and that I'm, you're overthinking I'm, it so much. I'm,
0: I'm, like, really thinking about it. I am in it.
1: I was just looking up the origins of tonsil hockey. It's a form of French kissing or kissing with the tongue. A nonsense game referring to heavy action French kissing and deep tonguing. (laughs) Example is Mary and John were in the pool playing tonsil hockey. I swear to God, I've never heard of
0: tonsil hockey.
1: Actually, this is from (laughs) hockeygods.com.
0: So it must be true. (laughs)
1: Hey court. Have you heard the term tonsil hockey? <laughs> yeah. This oh, is oh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Oh let me, yeah. Let me tell you about
0: my experience.
1: Oh, he says also suck face. <laughs> I think oh. I used the wrong emphasis though. It's suck, suck face. face. Suck face. Suck face. Suck face. You know that fun game, suck face? Oh my god, I'm like crying so hard. Oh man, that's so funny that you've never heard that. I can't wait for you to find out what
0: tonsil hockey is. I have heard of suck face. Suck face. (laughs) Suck face. Oh my god. Oh, I bet Tyler knows
1: what tonsil hockey is. I'll ask him. You should ask him (laughs) and report back. I
0: will. I'll let you know. Where are we? Hospital? We go to the hospital and um, coma guy is miraculously awake.
1: No limp, no cast, no bruises.
0: No one around. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. He just like gets up, goes to the bathroom, comes out. No one cares.
1: <laughs> like, like, oh my God, how are you? And he goes, a little woozy, but basically okay. And I'm like, you were in a coma, so like there may have been muscle atrophying if nothing else well again how
0: long has it been (laughs) what day is it is it tomorrow
1: (laughs) seemingly by everybody else it's been like 12 hours
0: he says he feels good what is happening right now where is everybody he's just lounging on the bed like a dummy like (laughs) what is what is happening I feel
1: like scrubs people to like really fact check this because is that possible that you get hit by a car go in a coma and you are just fine when you wake also up? You're, you're just you're just like
0: oh i'll just take out all of these things i'm good i'm just gonna take my ev my iv out i don't need them to monitor i'm fine i'm, no, good. I'm, I'm just good. gonna lounge here and hit on these girls <laughs> who are in my room and strangers
1: it almost could have been like the cover of a romance novel that picture him lounging
0: (laughs) it could have been maybe that's what they were going for
1: but then i also am wondering why on earth does he not ask who are you why did you take care of me (laughs) what are you doing in my room they're like oh we took care of you he's like oh okay but yeah he just who are you (laughs) and then he's like I guess we'll see you around and they're i'm like what what, why would you think you would don't you wonder who they are
0: i i have so (laughs) many questions also i don't like him he he does not he's not giving off good vibes
1: no but they brought him back as an extra later so demoted (laughs) his career is going great (laughs) yeah (laughs) one thing that i wrote that i liked was that i loved monica's lipstick she's wearing all black and she has bright red lipstick and a bright red backpack and i really liked that it was like her lipstick and her backpack matched. It looked really good good accents yeah that's good (laughs) but then they're talking to the guy and they're like we thought you were different but i guess it was just the coma (laughs) (laughs) he's
0: just like okay what still doesn't bother to ask who are you like
1: they're like you're not gonna call it's
0: It's like sure i'll
1: call you why would i i don't what's your number i don't where's my phone
0: where are my friends where are my family
1: has everyone including the staff abandoned me here like how long have i been here
0: (laughs) (laughs) nobody knows Oh
1: my god, you gotta watch while you were sleeping. It's so it's so much more accurate than this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and Chandler goes to his mom, you kissed my best Ross.
0: Okay, I love this line so much because it's like just a callback to Ross being like, Mrs. My being, my <laughs> like they can't talk to her. No one yeah. can talk to her, right?
1: And Chandler and Ross are such good buddies.
0: They're BFFs. Like, they're they're, they're people. Yeah. And that's why Chandler's so hurt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. And I said, I wrote, good for him standing up to his mom and with no therapy. Oh, yeah. He just doesn't.
0: Good job. But Joey's in the hallway listening through the door and Ross comes in the hallway to listen with him.
1: I was trying to look through the peephole from the outside, and I wrote, what a goober. What are you doing?
0: Such a goober. Also, how can you even tell that someone is coming close to that peephole looking that way? You can't see anything.
1: I don't think you can. I think you just see your eye, don't you?
0: I don't think you can see anything. You can't see what... You definitely can't see what's on the other side.
1: Right. I think they design it so you can't just look in someone's apartment. Yeah because remember when kramer and seinfeld switches his people so people can oh, yeah. see in <laughs> and he's trying to look out and he's can only see he can't see anything yeah but this is when when uh chandler's mom walks out this is when ross is picking at the wall he just like yeah. turns around and it's just like ooh, ooh, gotta busy myself
0: oh it's so awkward too she's just <laughs> like he's just like mrs bing
1: and he's like oh mr geller ugh. Ew. Would you call your son's friend Mr. Geller? No,
0: no. That's my
1: father's name. It's <laughs> like fifty shadesy. It's gross. I don't like it. Cool. And then Chandler's like to Russ, hey. Russ goes, You mean that? Okay.
0: I did you note their weird handshake? No. They have the most awkward handshake, and I'm like would they really be handshaking at this moment? Is this a handshake moment between friends? I don't understand um boy dynamics but... I was
1: gonna say that's like guy making up, right like we'd probably cry hug and talk for twelve hours and they're like, hey, let they just this handshake yeah. Is that like
0: but wouldn't they do like a hug pat or like a side hug pat maybe or or a, or a handshake <laughs> hug pat
1: also if we remember from, future episode has a flashback of them in college. They didn't they have like weird they had like that band and they had like handshakes or weird oh, I don't yeah. know. it's like it just awkward. go back and look though.
0: It's a it's an okay. awkward handshake. It didn't it seemed very forced and strange.
1: They are in a situation where they're like having to force pass a thing. True. I don't know. Yeah. Ask let's ask Tyler in court and we'll report okay. back. Okay. I don't know that either of them are the type that have these kind of fights with their friends, but we'll ask.
0: (laughs) No. Tyler doesn't fight with people.
1: They're both like, let's dunk. (laughs)
0: Let's go play sports. Oh, let me go. The tag. Oh, man. Rachel is passing out copies of her book.
1: Her overall dress is really cute. I said I really loved it. Did you notice her dress?
0: She has been looking consistently cute
1: from all the episodes yeah she looks great I don't know I don't like that it's red but I thought it was a cute style yeah an ultra whole red overall floor-length dress is a lot but (laughs) but
0: she can pull it off
1: she can pull it off yes but that stupid extra table is back And prominently featured in the shot.
0: (laughs) I did not notice. It takes up like half
1: the screen. They have the camera positioned in a way that it's between that table and the coffee table. So it's like taking up the whole bottom (gasps) left-hand corner of the screen is this stupid table. Oh
0: no, I'm going to have to go back and look at it.
1: It's so stupid.
0: Well, her her book is littered with typos or spelling mistakes or whatever
1: it is. My last note just says, Rachel can't spell LOL.
0: Yeah, they're all just making fun of her.
1: Heaving beasts, I think, is my favorite. (laughs)
0: Heaving beasts. I like the
1: pens. (laughs) Robbing pens or whatever. Robbing
0: (laughs) pens. Oh, that's it. We did it. Who do you think was the worst in this episode?
1: Well, I was gonna say Ross, but then I started thinking like, Chandler's mom really like for kind of pushed herself on him. He wasn't going to make that move. That's true. So maybe Chandler's mom is the worst.
0: I was going to say Chandler was not my favorite in this episode. Mostly because at first I felt like he just like harbored this grudge. Mm -hmm. Even towards Ross, even though it was really about his mom. Yeah. But at (laughs) at the very end just now, I changed it to Paolo because I just hate him
1: yeah <laughs> as soon as you started talking about chandler i was like well oh. i was like, reliving the episode in my head and then i was like oh pal is pretty bad
0: yeah he's just <laughs> gross and has like way too much gross pda and it just it just bothered me so i i changed it and i now nominate him as the worst
1: yeah i'll agree with you i think the three periphery characters the three like non-main actors were all the worst <laughs> all yeah. three of them suck Roma guy, Paolo, Mom, they're all bad. Who's the best? Do we have a best person this week? <sighs> hmm.
0: I mean, I think maybe, maybe Joey.
1: I was gonna give it to Joey.
0: Just because he stuck to his, his morals. Mm-hmm. He stood up for his best, like, for his friend, mm-hmm. and, like, what he thought was right, and he, like, didn't waver at all.
1: Yeah. And he's not mixed up in any of these shenanigans. There's like women going off to a coma guy. Yeah. There's friends kissing their friends' moms. Chandler's falling apart. And Joey's just like making a sandwich.
0: (laughs) If anyone should, should be mixed up in all this, it should be Joey, but it's not. He is, he is good. Yes.
1: Well done, Joey. Good job. And I just realized there's no Marcel in this episode. So yay.
0: Thank God. (laughs) Goddamn monkey.
1: I'm sorry to all like primates but i don't need you in this show
0: that's not why we watch it
1: and ross it's gross that you have a monkey living in your house gotta be disgusting
0: it's okay we'll only have to endure like a handful of episodes before the monkey is gone
1: is he just season one
0: i don't know hopefully <laughs> we'll see
1: well we did it great job <laughs> between this and temptation island we really covered it all
0: (laughs) (laughs) we did god i love that show
1: there's a lot of tonsil hockey on that show actually
0: oh there's more than tonsil hockey (laughs)
1: like body hockey
0: (laughs) body hockey (laughs) that sounds violent (laughs) Did I write a romance novel? Oh, please do. Use all the euphemisms that you know. Don't look anything up. Out of your own mind.
1: Ted and Samantha played body hockey. (laughs) And it was hot. (laughs) They're doing the best they can. She just wanted to take a bath by herself and not have him anywhere near her. (laughs) She just wanted <laughs> eat sushi in the bathtub. <laughs> I think mine would be, end up being more like a, a feminist with her, with her heaving beasts. Oh god, that'll be my next uh, career. I can't wait.
0: I will be a huge supporter. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll be your editor. That'd be fun. Oh my god, and then we can just send it to the my dad wrote a porno. People, have you yeah. listened to that one? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Belinda blink is just the best. Oh, that'll be fun. Something to look forward to. It's true. I at least know more about female anatomy than that guy. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: Now the male anatomy. <laughs> we'll see. Mine is going to be less funny and more just like, what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Everyone's just claw handing around. Like, are they turned on? What's going
0: on? <laughs> she, she sat in the bath as he approached, <laughs> and her hands slowly clawed into horseshoes.
1: <laughs> she was like, I'm not ready for sexy time till I have my comfy jammies on. to do a lot of steps first.
0: (laughs) He stared at her hands in horror.
1: (laughs) I've made a huge mistake, he said.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, you didn't, she replied. (laughs) I'm almost ready. so So much I love you (laughs) so fun hey I'll always be there for you to make you laugh and talk about friends
1: me too likewise and I'm so glad you support my everything
0: (laughs) all (laughs) my ways oh my gosh write it write like the first page of a romance novel and then send it to me and I'll read (laughs) it out loud on our podcast
1: oh my god I probably could do that I'll probably try to do it at work just like Rachel (laughs) My computer nice uh it'll be like it'll have like a code name, like treatment plan for client x <laughs> client x, <Ooh>. x, x.
0: <laughs> client x
1: oh is that what i should name it yeah it should be like a therapist like romance
0: oh. sexy time oh. <laughs> yes oh what are you
1: called oh that's, that's sexy time therapist romance sexy time that'll be it
0: it'll be client x colon (laughs) therapist sexy client sexy time
1: you know a book's good when you have to put a colon in the title (laughs) that's how you know it's legit oh man okay i'll work on that (laughs) okay i love you in the meantime
0: (laughs) i love you too in all the mean times
1: (laughs) i'll be here for you in all those ones (laughs) me too All, all the mean times
0: In all the sexy times. I
1: prefer to not be there for all of those sexy times, but if you need me, I will be nearby.
0: (laughs) Maybe sometimes. Okay.
1: If you're in trouble, I'll try to help you. (laughs) Oh
0: you're Okay, we have to we have
1: to end this. This is insane.
0: I know. (laughs) I love you you too. Bye friends. Bye. Bye. Better Friends Podcast is created, produced, edited, and all the other things by Ashley Madden and Sarah Reinen. Please rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Send us your questions to betterfriendswatchingfriends at gmail.com.
1: To find out more about Better Friends, please check us out on Twitter at betterfriendpod or on Instagram at betterfriendswatchingfriends. Thanks for listening.